Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Growing in Christ Through Ephesians podcast. My name is Steve Durr. I'm your co-host, and I'm here with the fabulous... Uh, oh, that's Jeff Steele. No, fabulous. He was pointing at Steve Thompson. Fabulous got, Steve Thompson. Both of us are fabulous. Let's <laughs> and, say that. And the incredible... <laughs> humble. Oh, Jeff Steele. Humble Jeff Steele. <laughs> that's good to know. Um so I would totally win a humble contest. Just totally, so yeah, I am proud of my humility. Do you guys remember the sportscaster, the fabulous sports babe? Did no. you ever listen to her? Yeah, what was that all about? She was awesome. I yeah. loved it. You just made me remember that. So okay. now I'm happy with it. That's good. Fabulous yeah. Thompson. Down on the farm. So um, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of my favorite things to do, and that's sin. Yes. Um, <laughs> Can't you wait, kids? Favorite thing to talk about or favorite thing to do? Um, I'm just going to let people fill in the blanks there. <laughs> uh, but seriously, in Ephesians chapter 3, the end, we, we hit that this week, and we kind of closed out you know, in the middle, kind of a, toward the bottom of Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, so there's a lot there, a prayer, a lot of talk about unity, a lot of talk about the gifts God gives, and uh, and then sin and the idea of putting off and putting on uh, sin. And so let me just kind of say this verse for us, and then we can um, kind of continue here. Um, and it says this. Let me see. Where is it? All right. I'm 22. Now I'm just, there we go. 420. Thank you very much. There it is. Um, since you've heard, uh, Ephesians 4, starting verse 21, since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Mm. So, what do you guys think? That sounds easy to do. Yeah. Just, you've heard that? Now go do it. Here's here's what I, I love about all of this, and, and kind of how, how this came out to me was back in, in verse 17, um, when he's, he's setting all this up. He says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. And it makes me laugh because we have spent, how long have we been doing this podcast and preaching unity? Well, for the first three and weeks. <laughs> we've been in three chapters of Ephesians, and it's all about, hey, Gentiles, you're just as good as the Jews, and you guys are one body now, and you're all together. Fully accepted. Fully accepted. This is all about unity, and Gentiles are good, and go Gentiles, all of that. And then we get to verse 17. It says, yeah, by the way, don't live like that anymore. <laughs> Great. That kind of sounds like a bait and switch, doesn't it? Um, so when, when we talk about unity, okay, just from a modern perspective, we talk about unity, we talk about tolerance. What we tend to mean by that is I'm okay, you're okay. Right. I'm good because I got me, I do me, you do you. And let's and, not let's not get in the way of each other. Yeah, whatever whatever you think, whatever you believe, you know, it's between you and God. That's all good. Um, I'm certainly not going to judge that. I'm not going to try to interfere with that. Um, I had a guy once, uh, and I knew a long time ago, and and he 
when you when you go off, you guys know when you go off to Bible college, suddenly everybody's like needs to give you their spiritual perspective on things, right? And so, Especially when they come back from Bible college, <laughs> lest you be corrupted, and they show up That's to right. the the church gathering the first time they're, back. Well, they're like this church is there. Oh, no, yeah. no, I mean like when you go off to Bible right, right, college, right. and then your old friends, and they're like all of a sudden oh, they're yeah. like, oh, I have to give you my spiritual, you know, I where I am spiritually. Yes. Right. And this one guy who was was a teacher. And he said, ah, he says, I'm pretty much, I've, I'm a mystic, is what he said, which basically means I found my own path to God. I don't really want to share it with anybody, and I don't want to hear anybody else's. Right. That's, <laughs> a, it's a, that's a good word for us, though. Don't judge me for my. I'm a mystic. <laughs> that, that's that the label. That makes me sound like, a guru, like someone like a guru or something. It's yeah. like someone who kind of walks in the woods and wears hemp and yeah. Has special Probably powers for sure. Too, but anyway. <laughs> well, especially after that, you have special powers. Yeah. In your own mind. That's the label he put on it. Okay. And uh, and so that was just his way of saying, hey, don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. And when we say tolerance, when we say unity, when we say diversity, what we typically mean is you're good. Yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody's fine. Um, and yet... So while Scripture is upholding ethnic diversities, while it is upholding um, differences between us and, and not covering over those, but really emphasizing those, saying, hey, we're all different and we're all unique and that's all good, we're all one body, yet Scripture is what does it does not cover over is sin and the ability to say, but sin is still sin. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, I like the way Paul takes the time to develop the first three chapters before he turns the chap turn the corner into chapter four, which obviously he didn't have chapters, but for our sake, he spent so much time saying, this is your identity. This is your new nature. This is what's true of you. Even though you might not see it, it is true of you because of what God has done. And so therefore get into chapter four, live like it, live up to it, aspire to it, focus on it. This is who God is making you as a result of these unseen maybe changes. Am I right? Are you guys seeing it yeah, that way? Well, imagine, imagine reading Ephesians backwards. You yeah. know, if you started Ephesians in the back end, uh, all the way up to let's say chapter four, um, and you go backwards, then yeah, it's a lot of stuff like, all right, so here's how to live. Here's what you should be doing. Here's what you shouldn't be doing. Just a lot of good practical guidance on how to live as one new people with God. But you'd be hearing a lot of stuff like, all right, here's how we're called to live. And then it would get to, and now here's your identity in Christ. And you could be, you know, you could end up in a situation where you think, if I live this way, if I do these things, therefore I will have this identity in Christ. I will be accepted. I will be a friend of God. But I love how you're right, how he sets it up. The first half is, here's who you really are because of Jesus and only because of Jesus. Now, in light of that, out of gratitude for that, now you're living differently. And that's a huge difference. Yeah. It'd be going around the triangle backwards if you're familiar with that triangle analogy that you used in your message right. in this general vicinity. Right. Mm, not sorry. the triangle on like a, a dollar bill. Not that triangle. That's the Illuminati. <laughs> yep. And we're not going to get into the Illuminati. You'll have to go to Sent on Mission, check out our old teachings, and yes, find there Steve you go. talking about a triangle. You'll yes. know what we're referring to. Right. It's, so it's almost not. I mean, the the conversation starts with identity and and then moves to doing. It's almost. I'm uh, trying to think through this in my head before I say it out loud. Almost not even worth having the conversation backwards. 
right for sure you know you make it worse we'd mess like, it up just but that's where we tend to start and yes. that's where we t- we view religion as all about the the end of the book instead of the beginning the the here's what you do and here's what you don't do just tell me what that is and i'll be good and i'll be fine um and i think a lot of people crave that they want especially when you're in a place where you where things feel out of control or you you need you need something it's like tell me what i need to do i just want to be told what to do yeah what do i stop doing what do i need to start doing so that i can have what i want to have happen you know and so there is something inside us, I think, especially early in our faith or in the midst of a crisis where we want that real strict, and we've talked about this a little bit, kind of tell me what to do or not do. Right? I still want it. Like, uh, if you, Okay, sorry, let's, Roman, let's give you some stuff to yeah, do Yeah, please now. do. Well, <laughs> Romans 8 is all about life in the spirit. Paul turns the corner from, you know, 6 and 7 where he was like, you know, why do I do the things I don't want to do and the things I want to do I don't do, blah, 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 and then, but thank jesus for jesus basically now we can have this life in the spirit and he encourages us to live into it and it's like how how practically do i allow the Mm. holy spirit to control me in such a way where clearly he's not going to overpower our free will and we're going to become autonomous autonomous Automaton. Thank you. I think is the Robot. Word you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was eluding me. Uh, clearly, Autonomous. that's not going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. But how do we allow the Holy Spirit to change us from the inside out and 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 do this? Yeah. So I would love a list of like here's practically how, but we don't have one, and I think that's on purpose. Yeah, because if you have if you have lists, like we have a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, we're going to get into here. You got virtue like virtue lists or uh, yeah. Or lists that uh, you know of things to avoid. Yeah, but, don't don't do it that way. Right, because that's not helping you. Yeah. Once you have the list, then we—that's just our human nature. We latch onto it, and we start drawing lines yes. around it and saying, "Okay, this is how far you can go, and this is how far you can't." Now, at this point, you've crossed the line, um, and you draw lines of separation when you have that list. This is what I do. That's what you do, and so what you do is wrong because I'm living according to the list. That's the story. That's the whole Old Testament. I mean, that's that's how many lists did they get in the in the Torah? You know, in the in the first five books of the Old Testament, how many lists did they get to live by? And um, I I think what we see is that how much those things divided uh, to the point where here we are in the New Testament, and now we're bringing it all back together. Yeah. So can I share maybe something that's been helpful for? Sure. Me in this. At least I'm hoping it's it's getting me in the right direction. I feel like that this is all a process. This taking off the old nature and putting on the new nature is a is a lifelong process of learning to surrender to Jesus mm. over and over and over again. Hopefully not the same thing for your whole life, but you know, different things. It starts with some things when you first give your life to Jesus. But then over time he keeps pointing out graciously other areas. So for me, like I, I have asked from my faith family to be praying for me with anger with one of my kids that has issues with anger, ironically. <laughs> and I, so bear in mind, I do not abuse my child, but when when there are explosions, when there's irrationality, when there's deliberate disobedience that may or may not be a result of, you know, certain disabilities or whatever. Like I've been angry at Your this, first I'm frustrated. Yeah, yeah. I I I I want um, obedience and recognition that uh, recognition that kind what I'm asking needs honor, to yeah. be obeyed. Right. Okay. So, anyways, there's all of that. 
And, and, and so, okay, for me, where this boils down to, I'm constantly asking the Holy Spirit to fill me and use me to change my anger. I had a, I had a watermarker ask me, like, what's the lie that you're believing that might lead to that anger? And that was a helpful perspective to try and, and, and one of the insights that I got was I'm taking it personally. Um, this is an inability of this kid to be able to transition. And so um, it's not a direct rebellion against me. It's, it's a tool set, a skill set that this kid doesn't have. Okay, so that changes how I interact. However, I have this still habit of getting angry. Yeah. So how do I change it? It's, right. can't, it's not just stop it. Well, I can't. Uh, verse 22, just uh-huh. throw off your sinful nature yeah, just, and your former way of life it. because it's corrupted. Exactly. So, right. And earlier he's... It's just like taking off a shirt. Yeah. Exactly. Easy. And he said, don't let anger control you because right. that's a, that right. allows a so foothold for easy. the devil. So why haven't you done it yet? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the support. Let's <laughs> all just pray I'm just going to drop the mic and walk off. But, yeah, you know, please do yeah. pray. But here's no, here's yeah. one thing that I'm doing, okay? Yeah. So my, my kid and I, we have... Um, time together we read a book every every night and pray together and we're both praying about our anger stuff openly and honestly asking Jesus to help us but the, the tools in the anger book are helpful and so you know this one skill that we just read about last night was you know you go to your quiet place and you blow a bubble now it's helping us t- it's teaching deep yeah. breathing just taking deep breaths but you get out your little stick your little wand that's in the bubble okay. container so it's not like you a pull it out yeah. imaginarily okay. and you take a, a slow breath in through your nose and then you blow and create the biggest bubble you've ever blown but so don't it's break all it imagine imagination helping you imagine blowing a bubble yeah. that is giving you the skill of calm down deep, deep breathing that's in good. order to calm down yes great stuff so there's a little bit of a habit skill but like i wouldn't have pursued that book if i weren't passionately concerned about eradicating this from my life kind of a thing yeah um so there's something to the process of seeking the holy spirit pointed it out this is something that needs to go Okay, I'm I'm grasping at straws or grasping at other things to help me. And these little things along the way, the prayer for my faith family, the support of my immediate family, the tools I'm gaining by working with this through my child, I think I'm going to get there. Yeah. I have hope that I'm going to get there because it's an every day I'm trying to peel off the old self mm-hmm. and put on a new self that Jesus says I have, that Paul says that I have in Jesus. So that's a yeah. it's a tool that I feel like is helping me at least psychologically have hope that the spirit Holy Spirit is transforming me. What I like about what you said too is when that uh, person from our faith family said, "What lie are you believing?" Because so much of this I do think comes down to changing the way we think, uh, and that's the way Scripture talks quite often. Like in Ephesians four yeah, verse uh, twenty three, yep. it says instead instead of living that way, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Mm-hmm. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Right, and the same in Romans twelve. Yeah, same as Romans twelve. You got this idea of change the way you think, renew your mind, renew your attitudes, your patterns of thinking. So I love that idea that you're, what you're doing, you're trying to find out what lie am I believing, and uh, and what truth do I need to put in replacement of that. Right. Yeah. And you wouldn't be paying attention to it if if you just said, eh, I'm just angry. That's just kind of, my dad was angry, my grandpa was angry, I come from a long of ang- line of angry men. Sure. 
that's how we are. We're angry. Right. <laughs> you know? Or and, by and just... I wouldn't be angry if it weren't for all you terrible people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, really, the kid is misbehaving, so sure. I have a right to be angry, yeah. right? Right. So but... if you can, you know, the whole just don't live like that anymore. Like to say, okay, like you're, you're a child of God. You are beloved of God. You are accepted. You are part of God's family. That's great. However... There's there are some things here that you should pay attention to. That's kind of this verse 17. Just don't live like that anymore. It's I mean, you are you are fully person. adopted. You yeah. are a new creation, fully uh in Christ. Um and so because of that, here's something that maybe you could work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I like that little saying and we we've, we've said it before like Jesus accepts you just as you are, but he doesn't want to keep you that way. He loves you too much to to uh, have you stay that way. He wants to have you grow and develop. And I like the image of the clothes because I I think about this like you're a brand new person. Uh, You've got new clothes that he wants you to put on to show that you're his, to not show you're his child, but to live out the fullness of that. But um, And so then it's a process of just kind of taking off some of the old uh, the old clothing, the old way of life, and slowly replacing that and putting it on with with him, so it kind of makes me wonder um, where have maybe I become complacent in. Uh, like I love, there's like a red hooded sweatshirt. I don't know if you've ever seen me wear red that. Hooded sweatshirt. Anyway, uh, wow. My friend John gives <laughs> me a hard time about it, but I think he secretly would like it. But um, so I, but I wear this thing a lot. It's like a little, you know, it's a it's a comfort sweatshirt. You know, you everyone's got their comfortable thing, the old thing. And I feel like sometimes um, I can get that way in my life and I can just get comfortable and I can think, well, I've changed quite a bit, um, but I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave this on, you know, I'm better than most people, you know. Is the Holy Spirit telling you, you need to get rid of your red hooded sweatshirt? has nothing to do with my red hooded sweatshirt. It has everything to do with just, it's an illustration. Sorry. Let's not take it too far. My flannel shirt. And why is my wife always (laughs) trying to throw it away? What is up with that? Oh, is it because we're too comfortable? How she's how gorgeous you look she's, in it. That's definitely It's not the way of the heathens. It's the Gentile way. Take <laughs> yeah, it off. We need to be renewed. Yes. Yeah, the whole thing is sin. I mean, and, and the tension to, uh, and I think it's a tension, too, to talk to people about sin, uh, particularly in a church um, gathering setting, um, in preaching and or just in meetings, uh, because I think there's a real sensitivity to um, this idea of, um, you know, being judged. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, thinking, well, you know, look at the log in your own eye. You're pointing out, you know, a speck in my eye. Look at the log in in your eye. So then it's like, okay, well, I'm I'd be a hypocrite if I'm giving them a hard time. But I I I, I do feel like sometimes. Um, we can neglect um, that life together of walking together. I don't think on a Sunday morning, uh, if whoever the preacher is yelling at people at their sin is is all that helpful. Um, well, and yeah, and if we continue to view it as just an individual problem, right? Um, you're going to address it that way, but this is a family problem. Right. If Jesus is really building a new body, family, temple, whatever the metaphor is, out of us, then not only are we all aspiring to this, but our sin and our our refusal to give up the old way of doing things affects each other. We right. all carry that, and it hurts 
you know, how we can live together, the potential of what we could live together. Um, I mean, you, you see that in, in families where somebody continues to make a destructive decision. Mm-hmm. And it's impacting everybody. impacts everybody because they want to be a family that, that's working together towards something. And, and, and yeah, so to, call, to not call it out would not be loving, certainly. Right. But you do it as a family because we're right. all in this together. And, and we love you and what you're doing, choices you're making, impact me as well as you. Right. It is a, yeah, that's a great way to look at it instead of it being a um, point out at everybody. There's a great YouTube video of a pastor who um, goes off on his, con- on his congregation where he starts pointing individual people out. Wow. And says, you haven't been around here, and you're the sorriest member we ever had around here. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is awesome. Not right? that I'd want to do it, but I don't think he probably lasted there much longer. But uh, but that <laughs> idea of imagine. sin is is you know that that can be. You need to upload that to our Facebook page, right? Exactly, Jeff. Any other thoughts? Yeah, the um, as much as we want to just say stop sinning, right? Like that. There's plenty of people in my life I would like to be able to just say that to. Just stop it, sure. you know? Like yeah. <laughs> doing, we, you know, we've been, um, as being foster parents for the last, whatever, six years or whatever, you know, we're in touch with a lot of people who make really destructive choices and you just want to grab them and shake them and say, just knock it off, you know? Mm-hmm. Like right. you're making this so much harder on yourself and your family. Um, you'd like to be just, just, just stop. Um, and if that is the only message that we had to share, that would be so inadequate to say, Hey, so these are all the things that we're doing wrong guys. So let's all stop it. Right. Um, okay, great. What's your suggestion for that? But when the scripture says, it says, take off your old sinful nature, but then it says, put on your new nature created to be like God, righteous and holy. So it's, it's not always this like, and people, people get stuck in this all the time. Like when it comes to something like baptism, like I've got to get rid of all this sin in my life. I got to get rid of all this junk in my life before I can really come to God. I've got to take off this sinful nature. Um, and yet I feel like sometimes it's, uh, the metaphor is more displacement than, um, I mean, it's replacement. It's so, so think of like, uh, somebody described to me once a coffee pot that's been sitting on the burner for like a week, you know, it's black, uh, sludge, you know, kind of stuff. How do you clean that? Um, while it's sitting there on the burner, you start putting clean water in it and you just, you just, it's black, it's filthy, it's disgusting, but you just starting putting the clear, clear, pure water in it. And over time, if you keep at it, it will eventually dilute and it will eventually clear um, to the point that that's more what your life looks like, but there's no like just quick, yeah. you know, when you come to, when you come to Jesus, there's no reset button on your brain. Like you are still full of all your experiences and your past and your hurts and those things, you don't get to just flush those out. Mm. Um, and so it's this displacement of putting in the, uh, righteousness It's putting in the holiness. It's all the fruit of the spirit. It's this whole thing. Um, the things that we focus on, if you tend to focus all on the negative and say, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, then it becomes that much harder. It's almost like that the, the sin just digs its heels in and becomes that much harder to drag out of your life. It kind of reminds me of how I try to fix a car. 
when it has a, a sound going, I just drive it harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and hope it just goes away, right? right? It'll so jar in that situation, you turn up the heat even more and hope it kind of crusts off instead of the long process of dripping in that holiness bit by bit. Um, and it is interesting because, you know, you, you talked about uh, the idea of being changed when you become a follower of Jesus. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, you're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. How God sees you is very much, you know, he sees you in Christ. You're uh, saved by God's grace. You are a new person. You have a new identity. But then it's, like you said, it's a long process of learning to live out that identity and that kind of freedom and forgiveness and new life. Um, so that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, did, something. No, I was just going to ask, Did your was your quote from earlier, was it relevant to this or... It can be, I suppose, but it seemed like a really good kind of you bring it. it together kind of quote. <laughs> okay, but well, it might have been out of out of the blue. No, I think. Um, well, I think we were talking about this idea of obsessing over sin, and um, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like whether we're saying, like Jeff said, stop it. Okay, everyone, stop sinning, so we can have a perfect faith family, right? Which is impossible. Uh, the second we joined, we made it imperfect. Um, but this quote from Gary Thomas says, A Pharisee who does nothing but focus on avoiding sin is still concentrating on sin, which makes him or her little different from the person who constantly lives in sin. Both are consumed by sin, one to avoid it, the other to live in it. And so the idea there is if you're fixated on the old, whether you're pursuing that or you're trying to get off, you know, get it off you. Um, you're going to miss out the putting on the new nature. It's like set your vision on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Set your vision on your new, your new identity, and to not obsess on the old. So to use Jeff's analogy, it's it's about focusing on the things that are pouring in new and fresh and clean water that right. will eventually displace all of the old things. Yeah, and you're taking those off and putting on new pursuits, habits, behaviors that are f- allowing the spirit to fill you. Would you say it that way? That's a, I like that way you said it. Okay. It sounds, let's put it on a t-shirt. It's a little long. It was little lengthy. Long. <laughs> let's take off our old shirts and put on that one. Yeah. That would be long. That'd be Perfect. a, it'd fit us, Jeff, a little, yeah. little tall shirts. So the wingspan for it. Well, um, we're going to wrap up here. Um, but I, I do want to say this. I think when you're talking about sin, there might be someone here that's, all of a sudden, the shame has come down upon you, and you've uh, wanted to turn this off. Uh, first of all, thanks for not doing that. Uh, we, like you, are in that same boat. We love you, and, um, and there's good news. In 1 John 1, 9, uh, it tells us, If we confess our sins to him, to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. What a nice analogy with mm-hmm. The, the coffee thing, and cleanse us from all wickedness. Not only are we forgiven, um, but we're cleansed. And uh, that's good news for us. So, Jeff, would you close us off in prayer? Yeah. Uh, God, would you fill us? That would be my prayer today. Fill us with truth. Fill us with hope. Um, fill us with love. God, all the good uh, things that you have for us. Not Not that not that sin is not real, not that we don't ever think about it um, or focus on it, um, 
and and God, certainly you and your spirit remind us of places that we fall short and things that we need to pay attention to. And so, God, thanks for doing that. Um, but in the process, God, would you be the one to fill us? We are not going to just try harder to do better. <laughs> um, help us to rely on you and uh, and show us um, the uh, the cleansing power that you have for us in your name. Amen. 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 Tom's... Uh, while we end this, why don't you just sing a little song while we end? No, that's not going to happen. Oh, well. It's too bad. Have a great one.